Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome from Red, Jennifer Lotito. Hi, everyone. Okay, uh, thank you guys so much for coming out here tonight. Thank you, Apple, for having us. Um, we are so thrilled to be here. Thank you to Adobe as well. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am Jennifer Latito. I am the Chief Partnerships Officer at RED. Um, for those of you who are not aware of what RED is, um, RED is an organization that was founded by Bob Bono and Bobby Shriver actually seven years ago this month. Um, what RED does is we partner with the world's most iconic brands, including Apple. Um, and we, Apple, you know, our partners create RED products, and when those products are sold, they trigger a contribution to the Global Fund. Um, and that money goes directly to work on the ground in Africa to buy the people living with HIV um, the ARVs they need to stay alive. Uh, to date, we have raised over $215 million um, and counting. Um, and again, thank you. We do that uh, through our incredible partners, um, and we would not be here tonight without Apple. Um, $65 million to the Global Fund Apple has generated so far, and the products that they make, you can find downstairs. Um, so please make sure that if you have iPads um, or an iPod or need an iPod, make sure that your iPhone has a red case on it. Um, because when you buy those products, the money goes to the Global Fund. So that's my little product pitch. Um, so for us at Red, World AIDS Day, for those of you um, who probably don't have it marked in your calendar, it's December 1st. Um, it is our biggest moment of the year. It is the time when the world shines a light on the issue of AIDS. Um, so for us, this is our time when we go out um, as big as possible. Uh, there's some of the things that we've done in the past. We've tried to light the world red. Uh, last year was a very big moment for us. Uh, we uh, launched a campaign called Dance Red Save Lives, where we partnered with the electronic dance music community. Um, specifically with Stereosonic, um, and again with Apple, uh, and, uh, and iTunes, and we put together an incredible album um, that was uh, curated by the DJ Tiesto, um, and all of the money from that album uh, went to the fight against AIDS. So this year, because the way we work at RED is uh, you always have to do it a little bit bigger. Uh, World AIDS Day is going to be another incredible moment for us. So we are uh, putting together another album. I can't tell you what's on it, uh, but it is going to be huge. We do know what's on it, I just can't tell you yet. Uh, it is going to be an incredible moment for us. Um, we also will be doing some things around Stereosonic, but really what we're here for tonight is um, an amazing partnership that we forged with Adobe. Uh, back in August, for those of you uh, students out there, you might have seen our design competition that we launched, um, where we asked the design community to come together and create the artwork for this album that will be uh, released digitally uh, just prior to World AIDS Day. Uh, so this was an incredible opportunity for students to uh, really flex their creative muscle using Adobe products um, and show really what their uh, creative skills were. Um, I am very happy to report that after hundreds of submissions that we've gone through, we have a winner here tonight. Um, I'm gonna bring her up on the stage in a minute, but she also um, has been mentored by the incredible uh, uh, graffiti artist Futura, um, who is also here tonight. So they're gonna come up on stage in just a minute. Um, but before they do, 
we are going to play a video that talks about uh, a little bit more about the contest. I started making art in the 70s. I was fortunate I had some good opportunities, and for that, I'm really grateful. As far as being a graphic artist, getting on a computer with those tools, I'm inspired to create something. Once you learn it all, it's all real simple. There's an opportunity now to totally eradicate the disease by 2015 if we all get on board. Um, so like I said, there have been hundreds of submissions we've gone through. Um, there was one that we picked out that we really felt like captured the hearts, minds, and imaginations of everything we're trying to do um, and really caught the judging panel, um, not so much by surprise, but they were all intrigued by her incredible talents. Um, her name is Ramona Ring. Uh, she is here from Hamburg, Germany. She has on her first trip to the United States. We could not be happier to have her here. Um, so uh, tonight we're going to uh, have uh, both Ramona and Futura come up on stage um, and Steve Charney is going to be our moderator. Um, so before they come out, let me just tell you a little bit about Steve and Charney. Um, he often gives talks to design societies and schools focusing on the creative process of the record review illustration from concept to sketch um, to final art with anecdotes and inside information on one of the magazine industry's most iconic showcases for illustration, Rolling Stone. A former art director of over 20 of the biggest lifestyle publications, including Rolling Stone and Entertainment Weekly, he also regularly guest lectures at uh, SVA, NYU, Parsons, Society of Illustrators, many more. I know there's probably some design students out there, so maybe you've seen him from one of your classes. He's also the 2010 and 2011 recipient of the Society of Illustrators Silver Medal Award. So, without further ado, please join me in welcoming Stephen Charney, Futura, and Ramona Ring. Hi, everybody. Uh, first of all, I want to um, thank Red and Adobe and Apple for inviting me to do this. This is a really great opportunity for me. Um, and I want to congratulate our competition winner, Ramona Ring. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, she just found out about this a week, uh, about a week ago. 
So she was in Germany a week ago, not knowing she'd be here right now. So it's kind of a kind of a crazy moment for her. Um, and I also want to say that I, I have worked with a ton of illustrators over the years, and I did take a, a look at Ramona's work as soon as I found out that she won the competition, and her stuff is really, really amazing. So you guys should all take a look at it online. It's really beautiful. You will probably see some of it behind us uh, momentarily. Um, so we're going to start out by um, talking about Futura, first of all, give you a little background on him. Um, and forgive me, I'm going to read a little bit, because um, I, I also just found out about this less than a week ago. So, <laughs> um, so Futura's story is about how a street artist became a true pioneer, and perhaps even more remarkably, how he maintained and expanded his relevance over an extended period of time, reinventing himself again and again. Before Banksy was selling walls of his street art, and before Shepard Ferry was campaigning for Obama, there was this kid from New York City who went by the name Futura 2000. He was bombing the streets of New York City in a way no one had ever seen. Futura began his street art career tagging the sides of subway trains in the late 70s, when New York City was gritty and hip-hop was still limited to street corners, bringing an abstract style to graffiti that went on to be an icon of 80s street art. Futura eventually brought his work to canvas, showing with artists like Keith Haring, Kenny Scharf, Fab Five Freddy, and Jean-Michel Basquiat. He also designed the classic cover of The Clash's This Is Radio Clash single, as well as Mo Wax's Uncle Science album. In a fitting way, he's an artist who's always been a bit ahead of his time, AKA Futura. In the 90s, he used money from the sale of two of his paintings to buy a computer, and from there took his style to the digital canvas, working with a number of clients over the years, including Nike, Levi's, Moe, Hennessy, and more. So I'm going to just uh, ask Futura some questions, and uh, we'll see what he has to say. Um, OK, question one. There's no denying that music has played a cru crucial role in your career. Can you tell us a little bit about how you see music and art as a creative partnership? Uh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, anyway, whatever. Th I'm really psyched to be here. Uh, so happy for Ramona. Uh, she's really nervous, so just Yes, yeah, be kind understand. to Ramona, please. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I mean, music and art. You know, growing up in New York City, like as a kid, you know, you start to go through the school system, you hear about this high school called music and art. You know, it sounds really like where you want to go as a kid to become either a musician or an artist. And uh, I couldn't get into M&A, right? Couldn't couldn't do it. They said, no, your portfolio's weak. And right around the same time, this is like 1970. Well, I graduated high school in 1972. So this is like 40 years ago. And you got to imagine, it was desperate times back then in terms of trying to get people to look at you and consider your work. And so initially, I think I was like rejected from that. And as a result, because I was an artist, not a musician, I was really down on art. And I became a real music, not aficionado, but you know, I'm totally into music, and the relevance of this event and how the sale of this record will ultimately help the cause of AIDS, um, you know, it's the music that's going to push the sales. So, yeah, I think music's always been a part of my life, um, from Frank Sinatra to, I don't know, uh, Kendrick Lamar, you know, uh, the whole range. Great, thank you. 
Um, so you mentioned some of your friends like Keith Haring, and, and Keith Haring you lost to AIDS, yeah, yes. a dear friend of yours. Absolutely. Um, so clearly this has extra meaning for you. Sure. Being involved with Red, I, I have to assume. I mean, well, I've been hearing about what Red's been doing for the you know, last few years, and when they asked me to participate in the, in the next uh, uh, you know, Dance Red Save Lives thing, I was fully willing to you know, lend my support. And then in addition, we also had this other thing involving the design with Adobe Creative. So, and you know, thanks to Apple for having us here as well and selling that record. But yeah, I mean, Keith and those guys, I mean, Keith, Andy, uh, you know, I mean, not all of the artists over the past 25, 30 years have passed from AIDS, but sadly, a lot of friends I know have died from that disease. And, you know, if I can help in some way, of course I would. Thank you. Uh, and I have a quote here that says from you, every artist aspires to convey a powerful message through their work. And what message do you want to convey through this project and through your collaboration with Ramona? Well, I mean, ultimately, you know, it's, there's a few things happening. I mean, you know, we're creatively putting together something for this record, but more importantly, I think it's about recognition of Ramona. You know, we're, we're sort of discovering an artist in this whole thing. We asked artists to submit work. We chose rather, you know, not meticulously, but we were really, you know, looking for someone worthy of this opportunity. So creatively, it's Ramona's thing. It's her gig. You know, I'm there to collaborate with her in terms of, you know, finding some balance between what I see and what she's thinking. But, you know, more or less, I'm just here to support her amazing talent. I agree. I yeah, agree. Absolutely. So when you were looking at the submissions and you came across Ramona's work, yeah. was was your work as how it would fit with someone else's work part of the process, or did you just judge solely on what you were looking at? No, I mean, from the beginning, I would feel as if my work was going to simply be a foundation or a supplement, whether in the identity I've created for the campaign, which we haven't really led on yet, or my handwritten additions, which would be like the titling and anything I could you know, apply to her work, but it didn't even need to be, because quite frankly, Ramona's work, it's not street art. You know, it's, it's not anything sort of relative to maybe my school, but that wasn't a prerequisite for a winner. You know, we're just looking for someone who's extremely talented, you know, showed some visual diversity, what have you, and would be, you know, I mean, like I say, I could put my handwriting, I think, next to anyone's work, you know, at that point. So what was it about her work that really convinced you that she was the winner? Well, personally, it just, in, in terms of what this whole thing is, you know, the, the, the concert, the music event, the people, youth, not the negatives, not the disease. I was, I was seeing all the positives of the gig and of the record and how her work, which really was quite, it's organic, it's, it just seems very natural. And I feel that people could easily identify with her vision, you know, her iconography, her work. And it, it, it represents, in a sense, a human spirit that exists here. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to critique someone's work, you know, because you're just doing big brushstrokes of it. But I think it's clear 
uh, based on all of the select, you know, all of the process, team of us choosing her, she was the one. Great. Yeah. All right, thank you. So now we're, we're going to shift our attention to Ramona. I'm sure she's very excited about that. And uh, I'll just give you a quick little biographical sketch of Ramona Ring. Uh, she's an illustration design student currently finishing up her master's degree at the University of Applied Sciences in Hamburg, Germany. Is that right? Okay. Her illustrative touch is delicate and airy, a fitting style for her drawings of surreal dreamscapes. She uses a combination of traditional and digital techniques to create her works. Strongly influenced by literature, she also admires the work of artists like Mario Wagner, Julianne Pacode, and Andrew Zabili. So I'm going to just ask you a couple questions. So tell us about how you learned about the competition, and was there an ad of some sort on Behance? Uh, I'm a very active Behance member, and I just went on the site like I do almost every day. And I saw the competition and thought it was cool, submitted my work. And, and yeah. here you are. And here I am. <laughs> um, Tell us about a little bit about your style, what your inspirations and influences are. Um, I think my style developed from the things I like best. I, I've always loved uh, very fine drawings, muted colors, uh, and pretty strange, weird, disturbed uh, motifs. Um, and these are the elements my style is made of. Yeah. Okay. And how did you create the submission you sent, and what was it actually for? Um, it actually was my the first client project ever. Um, it was pretty special to me because uh, it was for Zeit magazine, which is a very, very beautiful magazine uh, that's getting published together with the German weekly newspaper, Die Zeit. Um, and while I was studying, I always thought, if I'm ever going to work for a Zeit magazine, I've made it. And actually, after I, like four weeks after I have finished my studies, uh, I got the request. And yeah. Great. How, how did they actually hear about you? Um, Mirko Borsche is. He's like one of the most famous art directors of Europe. Um, and I like his studio on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> and that's how he, he discovered my work. He sent me a friend's request uh, and a message in which he wrote that he really liked my work. And yeah. Wow, so Facebook's not just for what you had for right. breakfast. Right, <laughs> since, since that moment, I appreciate it a lot more than great, before. Great. Um, this is kind of a little left field question, but what do you think of New York City so far? I was totally overwhelmed. <laughs> totally. Uh, it's just, it has um, an energy that you feel right when you go off the, the plane. Um, a friend of mine told me that she felt on, like, on, like being on drugs. <laughs> Each time he she came here, that's because and everyone is on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she wasn't. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that describes it pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And have you ever done any kind of musical project before, like an no, album cover? Never. Great. The first time. 
And tell us a little bit about your collaboration with Futura and what that's going to be like. Um, like he, he said, we, we talked about that a lot the last couple of days. Um, I'm very happy that he wants to, to leave me my total creative freedom. Um, and he's going to add his, uh, his great handwriting stuff. And I think it's going to fit pretty good in the end. Well, um, what we're going to do now is these guys are going to actually do a little bit of a live collaboration, right? Um, we, we are going to show how we, we are going to use Creative Cloud for, for the collaboration. Okay. So, um, you guys head over there? Yeah, Ramona's going to drive. Uh, well, thank you, Steve. And how awesome and sweet is Ramona, really? I mean... Come on, like, she's out here, really, like a couple weeks ago, you're just some amazing young illustrator in Hamburg, Germany. You know, you have to be very punctual about getting the train. And there it is, you're here, you're chilling. And, and, and she basically has to do an album cover, like, in Yeah, like, in like five days. Uh, deadline's on Friday, girl. Let's get to work. Somebody asked me what you were like, and I said, terrified. Right. <laughs> That's so right. <laughs> anyway, what, what we're setting up here now, Ramona's showing you. I mean, what we've done is, thanks to uh, the Creative Cloud, we can obviously transfer files quite easily. And as I said, Ramona's doing the heavy lifting on this, and you can see uh, her illustrative work. Now, at the same time, we're not revealing anything here. This is kind of a, a mock-up of... Uh, what we're going to submit, you know, so images of this are cool, but this is not what's going to be the, the final thing. We're just kind of like demoing through. So one of the things that's happening is she's been sending me files, I've been sending her back files, and what's cool about the cloud, it's like this internal little network between the two of us where we can comment and make adjustments and make notations like, hey, change that to this and that to that or what have you. So she's just kind of demoing right now the process. And one thing, okay, so she's uploaded now the file. You know, she can send it to me. She can, she can add a comment here. I'm really thinking it's totally horrible, but I'm going to comment back like, yo, that's amazing. That's... <laughs> no, no, you know, you know, that's not true. We first um, have to share it. <laughs> hey, I know the feeling's mutual. Um, but no, it's really awesome way. I mean, you know, it's not like designers and creative people. We haven't figured out a way to collaborate digitally, you know, over the internet in some form or not. But I mean, this really makes it simple. And um, uh -huh, thank you. And uh, well, can I just ask one quick question? Yes, Steve. Uh, since we're talking about the Creative Cloud, uh, yeah. what came first, your name, Futura, or the font? Well, Paul Renner, 1930, I want to say 33, but it might be 36. I'm not sure about that, but no, Paul Renner, my name is a direct bite snatch from, not the typeface, though, because when I was uh, a young kid, I didn't know about the typeface, but I knew about the car, the Futura car, which is a Kennedy-era 60s Ford. Cool, and, and actually, if you see the script on the Falcon, the Falcon logo is a Futura's signature is a little bit s 
derivative of the Falcon logo. Just okay, so it has nothing to do with the typeface. Never heard of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's just that if this would be the the illustration I made, Futura could just very easily download it. Uh, um, edit to his desktop, open it again in in Photoshop, um, and add his handwriting stuff. Yeah, so for example, you know, that's kind of how I'm going to incorporate, at least on the front, I think. I don't want to, you know, I mean, the worst thing any artist probably wants is their work to get backgrounded by a bunch of corporate shit or titling. I mean, you know, it's going to happen, obviously. So. In this case, I want to keep it really subtle, and so something like this might be my contribution, in addition to whatever the back would be, and all the extra text and whatever stuff that needs to be done. But you know, then I could say to Ramona, "Hey, no, that looks good. Uh, maybe only, you know, uh, you know, red is in red. Let's have the dance save lives. Let's look at that in white." Or you know, so we could now just go back and forth, and I think we will for the next few days to get it right and. Once again, the beauty of the cloud is we don't have to be in the same room. I mean, she could technically be back home. You know, I could be home, and and in a matter of minutes, we could still be we could still be doing it. I like it, Ramona. It looks really good. Thank you. Okay. So now um, we'll open it up to questions from anybody in the audience who wants to ask a question. This isn't live. Is it? It's not live collaboration. It's save a file and send it back and forth? I mean, it could be, you know, I mean, if we're both like, all right, you know, we're working on it now, it could be. Um, recently, the last few days, we've just been together doing it. And, you know, we've been in the same room. But I think the beauty and, you know, the benefit of that is that obviously we don't have to be. Um, and, you know, in a case of real time, if you will, I mean, well, that's subject to, you know, what people are doing, you know, but, but just a very... Yeah, I think it would work doper if you're right there, for sure. You know, because otherwise it's just back to, oh, hey, I sent you the file, I attached it, you know, or go get it in a Dropbox. So yeah, if everyone's on, I think that's when it's really, you know, the, the program's humming, and that's how they, they would like it to, to work. And you guys are communicating back and forth through the platform or through, like, another form of communication, like a, another... No, right, right in there, the embedded comments are literally within the whole thing. So it's all part of, you know, it's like we can, we can actually have a conversation in there as well. So that's pretty interesting. Um, did you guys start with a template or do you just like start from a blank, like canvas kind of thing? Uh, actually, we started with the Africa map Futura did. Um, as okay, a that's enough. Uh, <laughs> no, basically, yeah. I mean, you know, there <laughs> no, it's easy. No, there was like a foundation. No, it is on there, but it's too subtle. They don't even know what it is. But uh, basically, working off the design of last year's event, um, there was the African map. And of course, you know, it's all about AIDS in Africa and eradicating in 2015. So yeah, the African map is something I've done that we haven't seen here today, but it's sort of part of the overall package. Ramona used that as just a visual break, you know, jump off. But I gave her no direction, actually. You know, part of the gig was you look like you're qualified enough to do it. 
come up with some ideas, and she essentially did that. But once again, what you're seeing is not what will be on the record. We're just trying to mock it here. So you get a picture of the campaign, the winner, the competition, and then the cloud. But I, maybe I'll just add my two cents. I, I assume that this is a hand-drawn piece of art, that you didn't do it in Photoshop. You, Ramona. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, so Ramona's work, all Ramona's work is illustration, you know, uh, converted. Hi, this is for Ramona. Um, so, how do you how do you use like Creative Cloud um, in, during like your day to day? Like, do you use it when you um, collaborate with other students? Like, do you use it very often? Or most of the time, I don't uh, collaborate. I work by my own, but okay. I um, I use it for posting my stuff to Behance. That it just made it a lot more easier, and Behance is like. Uh, the main platform I have my stuff on and through which I'm getting actually commissions and that's what I use it for most. Thank you. Um, so this is for both of you guys. How much did the red uh, messaging you know, lead into the inspiration behind what you created? Um, since we are still in the creation process, uh, it's very hard to answer that. Um, what we try to focus on is that we um, have a well-balanced combination of uh, the dance aspect and the, uh, the, uh, the Africa aspect. We try to involve both of these uh, elements in the, in the final work. And since, since then, it has uh, huge influence on what we are doing. Hi, for uh, Ramona, do you typically do all of the work by hand on paper, or do, are you adapting things then once you take it into Photoshop or Illustrator? Um, I start to draw uh, with ink pens and pencils on, on ink, pen, on, on ink uh, paper. Um, I then, I don't do the composition on the paper. I um, draw each element on a different sheet of paper and then I scan it and com make the composition and the coloring in Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, this question is for Futura. If, um, how much has your style had to evolve over the years? Obviously you created a template and how do you adapt that to, to something such as an album to make, have mainstream appeal? Um, well, I mean, you know, as Steve mentioned, um, you know, I have done some album designs in the past, so, uh, you know, thinking about that, it's not difficult. Um, but once again, you know, it's more like Ramona's thing, so, you know, we're kind of trying to do it together, and I'm trying to stay out of her way. So it's more like, how does she feel, you know, I mean, I... I'm pretty sure that we're going to deliver to the client in terms of red, uh, you know, something they're going to be pleased with for their, for their record and, and for this whole campaign, Dance Red Saves Lives too. But for me, you know, it's, it's not much of a, you know, there's not much to think about here. You know, um, I was talking to Steve also about the square format of record design. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a CD. It's something you could buy at a digital format we could maybe ask them about that. It'd be nicer than to press a record, you know. I mean, something like this, and 
just to see her artwork printed on paper, not plastic, would be cool too. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, but just to be involved with a record again from any aspect is cool for me. And the fact that all the money is going to a cause like, like this one, I think is very important. So, yeah. Um, I hope I don't screw it up. So I uh, want to thank everybody for coming out. I just want to say that these two guys should have a TV show together, these two, because there's just something really hilarious about the two of them together. But uh, anyway, thank you guys for coming out. Thanks to Apple and Red and, and Adobe and everyone else. Um, and that's it. <laughs>